Hello and welcome to the stunning history of today. I am Tess. I'm Steph. How are you? <laughs> I'm tired and I'm old. So. Oh. <laughs> I know, I, I'm not actually that old. I don't know why I said that I'm old. I'm not actually that old, but I feel old. I think it's because like, I legitimately slept for about nearly 12 hours last night. Oh, such. So you just feel... It's so nice. Yes. Yeah. So we're just feeling tired and old, but that's okay. We'll we'll push through. We're 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 stunning. <laughs> so this week, something um, that I find interesting. I guess we'll we'll just jump into it, and then I can spiel about my obsession with this piece. Okay, are we ready? Is it Sebastian Stone? Oh no. Oh <laughs> 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 no, but fair. <laughs> okay so on this day 22nd of october 1969 53 years ago the paul is dead conspiracy becomes international news do you know about this piece i feel like once you get into it i probably will know but please tell me this is weird so you're probably like well who is paul right (laughs) who who is paul i need to know What, what are we talking about well Paul is Paul McCartney, as in Beatles fame. <laughs> so, Paul McCartney, <laughs> your face. My man's still alive, though. <laughs> yes, it's why it's a conspiracy theory. <laughs> oh my god, this is brilliant. So, Paul McCartney was born James Paul McCartney on the 18th of June 1942 in Liverpool. <laughs> At the age of, that was awful, I'm sorry. At the age of 15 in 1957, McCartney met John Lennon and his band The Quarrymen. Soon after their meeting, McCartney was invited to join the band as a rhythm guitarist and formed a close working relationship with Lennon. Just a quick background in case you don't know who the Beatles are. George Harrison joined in 1958 (laughs) as lead guitarist, followed by Stuart Sutcliffe, who, um, on the bass in 1960. That year, they adopted the name The Beatles, and drummer Pete Best joined before their five-year residency in Hamburg, Germany. So, in 1961, (laughs) Sutcliffe left the band, and McCartney reluctantly became their bass player. Ringo Starr replaced Best on August, or in August, 1962, and the band had their first hit, Love Me Do, in October that year. Their popularity grew from there, and the fan hysteria became known as Beatlemania. Lennon and McCartney wrote the majority of the Beatles catalogue and had a strong bond and working partnership. So without going into an in-depth Beatles history lesson, because that would take hours and hours, they had significant impact um, to the music industry and the general culture of the 60s. They were nominated for 23 Grammys, winning seven, including Best New Artist and Best Performance by a Vocal Group in 1965. Son of the Year for Michelle in 1967, and Best Contemporary Album and Album of the Year for Sgt. Pepper in 1968. And every album that they released, except for Magical Mystery Tour and Yellow Submarine, reached number one, include, not including re-releases and compilations. So they have still hold the record for having the most number ones. They've had 20 number ones, and they did that in eight years. <laughs> oh my god. So crazy, crazy, crazy. So big deal. So in case you didn't know, Beatles were a big deal. <laughs> like, in case you weren't aware. 
Beatles were quite popular, quite a big deal. So, the reason we've gathered here today is to talk about... (laughs) (laughs) We've gathered around the campfire and our whiteboards with our red string to talk about the theory and widespread rumour that Paul McCartney actually died. Did you know about this, by the way? I had no idea. I didn't think that anyone would assume that he died. Like, he's still walking around playing concerts and stuff obviously now but at the time okay so what suggested this okay so this is this is how we started um in early 1967 a rumor circulated in london that paul mccartney had been killed in a traffic accident while driving along the m1 motorway and the rumor was acknowledged and rebutted in the february issue of the beatles book which was a fan magazine. So even in the official Beatles fan magazine, they had a little little snippet at the bottom of a page being like, y'all think that he died in a car crash, but he didn't. He's alive. Calm your farm. Tea? Oh my God. So two, around two years later, on the 17th of September 1969, Tim Harper, an editor of the Drake Times Delphic, which was a student newspaper of Drake University in Iowa, published an article titled, Is Beatle Paul McCartney Dead? The article addressed a rumour being circulated on campus that cited clues from recent Beatles albums. According to music journalist Meryl Noden, Harper's uh, article was the first to be published regarding the Paul is dead theory. Harper later said that it had become the subject of discussion among students at the start of the new academic year, and he added, A lot of us, because of Vietnam and the so-called establishment, were ready, willing, and able to believe just about any sort of conspiracy. It's the age of conspiracy. (laughs) Oh my god, it's the age of the rest string. (laughs) So in late September 1969, the Beatles released the album Abbey Road, as they were in the process of disbanding. And on the 10th of October, the Beatles press officer, Derek Taylor, responded to the rumour stating, Recently, we've been getting a flood of inquiries asking about reports that Paul is dead. We've been getting questions like that for years, of course, but in the past few weeks, we've been getting them at the office and home night and day. I'm even getting telephone calls from disc jockeys and others in the United States. Throughout this period, McCartney felt isolated from his bandmates and his opposition to their choice of business manager Alan Klein and distraught at Lennon's private announcement that he was leaving the group so it was a bit of a rough time for everyone so with the birth of his daughter Mary in late August McCartney had withdrawn to focus on his family life and on this day already (laughs) the 22nd of October 1969 the day that the Paul is dead rumor became an international news story McCartney and his wife Linda and their two daughters traveled to Scotland to spend time at his farm near Campbelltown so the day when everyone started to talk about it and really started like the, for it to get kicked off, like actual official TV news was talking about it. Like it became big news. And he was like, I'm going to Scotland with my family. <laughs> I was like, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> so <laughs> on the 12th of October, 1969, this is how it all really kicked off. Um, a caller to Detroit radio station WKNR-FM told Disc Jockey, which is a DJ, by the way, if you haven't figured out, that's what a DJ stands for, disc jockey. <laughs> Russ Gibb about the rumour and its clues. Gibb and other callers then discussed the rumour on air for the next hour, during which Gibb offered further potential clues. 
Two days later, the Michigan Daily published a satirical review of Abbey Road by University of Michigan student Fred Labois, who had listened to the exchange on Gibbs' show under the headline, McCartney Dead, New Evidence Brought to Light. It identified various clues to McCartney's alleged death on Beatles' album covers, particularly on Abbey Road. Labour later said he had invented many of the clues and was astonished when the story was picked up by newspapers across the US. WKNR fueled the rumour further with its two-hour program, The Beatle Plot, which first aired on the 19th of October. This show has been called Infamous, a Fraud and a Mockumentary. It brought enormous worldwide publicity to Gibb and the radio station itself. Oh, tea. Yeah, of course it did. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> so the story was soon taken up by more mainstream radio stations in the New York area. And in the early hours of the 21st of October, WAB. Sorry, these radio stations all have like random letters and they all start with W. <laughs> it's really messing with me. <laughs> so, WABC disc jockey. Roby Yong discussed the rumour on air for over an hour before being pulled off the air for a breaking format. <laughs> and at that time of night, WABC Signal covered a wide listening area and could be heard in 38 US states and at the time in other countries. So we're starting to spread the word. Although the Beatles press office denied the rumour McCartney's atypical withdrawal from public life contributed to its escalation because... In that era, they were kind of in the media all the time. They always had music coming out. They always had something going on. And so for him to just completely disappear, everyone was like, oh, well, <laughs> well, then it's true then. Yeah, they're like, he must be dead because like, we haven't seen a sign of him for ages. So Vin, oh, I think it's Vin Skelser, a student broadcaster in 1969, later said that the escalation was indicative of the countercultural influence of Bob Dylan, the Beatles, and the Rolling Stones, since, in quotes, every song from them starting about late 1966 became a personal message worthy of endless scrutiny. They were guidelines on how to live your life. So I think from that point, like the mid-60s on, music kind of just went from love songs or little ditties that were just like, yeah, to more like intense songs with, you know, because you in the middle, not in the middle, but kind of the beginning of wartime in Vietnam, mm -hmm. starting different kind of movement of like freedom, peace, love. Ugh. So I think music started to have that message too. And it started to be more meaningful rather than just little ditties. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. so, <laughs> don't know if I'm making any sense. So, no, no, it makes sense. It makes sense. <laughs> so WMCA dispatched Alex Bennett to the Beatles Apple Corps headquarters in London on the 23rd of October to further his extended coverage of the Paul is Dead theory. There, Ringo Starr, who is the drummer of the Beatles, told Bennett, if people are going to believe it, they're going to believe it. I can only say it's not true. In a radio interview with John Small of WKNR, Lennon said that the rumour was insane, but good publicity for Abbey Road. <laughs> and on Halloween night in 1969, WKBW in Buffalo, New York, broadcast a programme titled Paul McCartney is Live and Well. Maybe. <laughs> Which analysed Beatles lyrics and other clues. That's such a catfish thing to do as well. My God. Yeah. It's like, he might be alive. I think he is, but he might not be. Hmm. Hmm. 
Tune in to find out. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. So I think what I might go through now is what the theory was that the fans and believers of the theory kind of agree on. There's variants of it, like people have different theories on different things and but this is the most popular, I guess you could say, or the most agreed upon theory about how it all happened. So they say that on the 9th of November 1966, McCartney had an argument with his bandmates during a Beatles recording session and drove off angrily in his car. He was cr- he crashed and was decapitated. Britain's MI5 insisted that the Beatles find a replacement out of concern for the severe distress McCartney's death would cause the Beatles' audience, including mass hysteria, civil unrest, and potential mass suicides. To spare the public from grief, <laughs> the surviving Beatles replaced him with the winner of a McCartney lookalike contest. This scenario was facilitated by the Beatles' recent retirement from live performance and by their choosing to present themselves with a new image for their next album, Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, which began recording later that month. So in Lebois' telling, who wrote the article for Michigan Uni, he says that the stand-in was an orphan from Edinburgh named William Campbell, whom the Beatles then trained to impersonate McCartney. Others contended that the man's name was William Shears. Campbell later abbreviated to Billy Shears, which is a name featured in the Sgt. Pepper album. The the surviving Beatles were said to be racked with guilt at their deception and therefore left messages in their music and album artwork to communicate the truth to their fans. That is the Paul is Dead theory. I'm sorry, I'm still stuck on the whole decapitated bit. Like, you said that, and I was just... Oh my god. Okay, so... The fact that I got stuck on the decapitated bit does kind of reinforce the MI5 thinking that mass hysteria, suicide, etc. will break out. Okay, fair enough. But also, you don't actually have to say... If, if that was the case, you don't have to actually say he was decapitated. Just be like, he died in a car crash. Simple right. as that. Yes. Like, you don't, like, no one ever questions, like, oh my God, but how in the car crash did they die? No one ever says that because that's weird, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, when this is a, <laughs> this is such an example. So, in Harry Potter, for example, he got told by his aunt and uncle that his parents died in a car crash. But, like, there was no point in going, yeah, but how in a car crash did they die? <laughs> no one ever thinks that. They just go, right, okay, crash, that, that, yes. they're, in, they're in a large vehicle that does, you know, have the ability to kill human beings. That's yes. more than enough information. Why does it need to go on for that long? But, yeah, okay. So, the, okay, the whole part that I just don't find realistic is they got racked with guilt. So, the Beatles did. So, they put clues in their music to be like we can't tell anyone but let's try to tell people right. <laughs> through this song <laughs> and just, i just i can't get behind it because it just seems a bit too i don't know um like oddly poetic and desperate if that makes sense Mm-mm. i hope it made sense i don't know but i mean it goes without saying so by the way if you're listening that is not true <laughs> like what everything i just said is not real <laughs> 
like, yeah, it is called a conspiracy it is, theory it for is a reason. The theory, it's not actually true. MI five did not get involved. It's like, <laughs> like, like Paul McCartney's definitely not dead. No, he's not dead. Like, he's still playing concerts and sh- and stuff even now. Yes. So, like, he's I saw alive. him live like five years ago, maybe. So, like, I can vouch. <laughs> you can vouch. He's I saw still him alive. live. <laughs> I mean, he must have, like, an Instagram or something, right? Oh, he's on Facebook and stuff, and yeah, I'm pretty sure. And I also have to point out that, I guess, some people listening who may not know the impact of the Beatles when they hear that Mm -hmm. they were worried about mass hysteria or civil unrest, you just need to Google Beatlemania and watch videos from that era, and you'll understand, like, it it was intense. If you see... um, like footage of them coming out of a plane at an airport on a tour there's literal thousands of people screaming and fainting and if you ever see footage from their concerts in that era as well you can barely hear them because of the screaming like you can't even hear them perform because it's just screaming (laughs) so it is it was very intense and I honestly don't think that we've seen anything like it since and probably never will it was very crazy Mm just wanted to say um but also the interesting part of the fact that they it lined up with the point in their career where they decided they didn't want to perform live anymore and they were like we're going to start recording music where we know we don't have to perform it live so it was you know it was a change in their music and then they all grew mustaches and they grew out their hair and like they didn't look like themselves anymore so then people were like oh well then duh (laughs) like that's a perfect way to cover up the fact that one of them died because it, it kind of lined up almost perfectly. But I mean, it does make sense. Like, facial hair is like the makeup for men, they look completely yes. different once they have like all that stuff going on. It's crazy. But yeah. Do you want to hear some clues? <laughs> yeah, go on then. Let's hear what kind of crazy you came up with. Clues, clues. <laughs> in, <laughs> in music. So there. Um, some of them you're like this is so loose I don't understand how you can come to that conclusion also these are not all of the clues there are literally thousands of clues I've picked the more well-known ones more popular ones everyone talks about so the opening words of got to get you into my life were I was alone I took a ride I didn't know what I would find there apparently that's a clue I don't and then the <laughs> next one um this is a line from A Day in the Life. He blew his mind out in a car. He didn't notice that the lights had changed. So, okay. And on top of that, okay. the opening line of She's Leaving Home, which supposedly highlighted the moment of the accident, uh, is Wednesday morning at five o'clock as the day begins. So then the theory was he died on a Wednesday, early hours of a Wednesday. Okay. <laughs> Meanwhile, Lady Madonna reflects on the suppression of the media with the line, Wednesday morning, papers didn't come. So they were saying that the news was suppressed, so it wasn't released. Yeah, you <laughs> I love how people are so creative sometimes. In the song Taxman, George Harrison gave his, quote, advice for those who die, meaning Paul, but I mean, like, that's just a line. So, you know, your face, you are so... <laughs> I'm so unimpressed by all of this. It's ridiculous. <laughs> like the the smallest things that people go, oh my god, that's a clue. Hundred percent, that's a clue. People write songs about driving in cars all the time, and then like you actually do have clarity when you're alone and you're driving. That's why people do it sometimes. Like they literally just get into their car mm. and then they go driving. Like 
um i've had times where i've just like jumped into a car with a friend we've just like gone for a drive and just like parked up and had like a deep meaningful meaningful conversation it's not that anyone's brains got blown out at any point or decapitated or jumped off a cliff or anything like that it's just people are weird a day in the life one because that song is based off different supposedly different articles like news stories so that section was about i think a real car crash that john lennon had read in the newspaper so then i think people were like oh but that that's actually paul mccartney's car crash so that was like mm-hmm. oh, okay <laughs> but the others it's like it's literal just random lines that they're like grasping at straws but anyway so that's not all my friends the clues as some conspiracy theorists call them keep coming at the end of, of their classic song, Strawberry Fields Forever, Lennon can be heard muttering the words cranberry sauce, which people thought was, I buried Paul. Now, unfortunately, I can't play um, th- on the podcast the music and the songs because copyright and Beatles love to copy strike everyone and anyone. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> so you may have to go and do your own little listen session, uh, but very end of Storyfields Forever, it's literally just a little mumbling and some people heard that as I buried Paul, but then John Lennon confirmed later, he said cranberry sauce. I buried Paul sounded like it came from cranberry sauce. Well, I mean, what about a Liverpoolian accent? I'm not going to attempt it. <laughs> no, I mean, either I can't do Liverpool, I can't do it. Like, I could do accents, Liverpool is not one of them. It's just, it's... <laughs> It's too funny. Like, in order to do any kind of like northern, like Birmingham, Manchester, Liverpool kind of area accent, I just have to think of. <laughs> I just have to think of this this one time in Hollyoaks where one of the characters said Sinead, but she, she <laughs> oh god, she went Sinead. <laughs> so <laughs> that's the only way I can get into it. I'm not gonna do it, but. Uh, yeah, even with the accent, like in, I could hear it in my head. It doesn't sound like I buried Paul. Mm. I think people just don't understand that British accents are just weird. And let us be. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> so a few more notes came with the phrases, uh, bury my body and oh, untimely death, which appeared at the end of I am the walrus, but they're actually a snippet taken from a BBC production of King Lear completely randomly. They just took random lines from King Lear and put it at the end of I'm the Warrus and they happened to pick Bury My Body and Oh Untimely Death. And everyone's like, clue. So (laughs) (laughs) the muttering continues to near the end of their song, I'm so tired. John Lennon is mumbling and I could barely understand it. Like apparently he's mumbling, Monsieur, 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 how about another one? So when the song was played backwards, it was quickly heard as the now iconic line, Paul is dead, man, miss him, miss him. Yeah, so people are now playing shit backwards. (laughs) That's the bit, that's the bit, and I'm glad you said it. People are playing stuff backwards. I was just like, why is anyone playing anything backwards in the first place? Listen to music the way that it's supposed to be listened to. Oh I my don't God, so know how that happened, by the way. Like, how did that... Because obviously these were vinyls. Mm-hmm. So how did it happen that you decided, I'm going to play this backwards? Like, Maybe who they had were the thought? 
Like in vinyls, actually no, that doesn't make sense. Maybe they like missed the part of the song. They're like, oh, you were talking during this. Let me just like pull it back, and then they heard that and they're like, wait, what? I don't know how vinyls work. That's just because I'm pretty sure conspiracy theory. Yeah. But still, <laughs> like I have a few <laughs> vinyls, and I know that they're very very delicate and you can scratch them very easily then the whole thing's ruined Mm -hmm. so i think that um physically moving it to reverse it actually does damage it but people must have successfully done it i don't know but that's another one if you it's all by the way all of these clues can be found on youtube if you google paula's dead clues there's clips of like all the stuff being played backwards everything being highlighted so if you're really interested in hearing it I'd recommend. I can't put anything in here, unfortunately. So go crazy if you want to hear more. <laughs> so we continue. This is, this is not the end <laughs> this song. Oh, my God. Uh, Glass Onion also includes a clue lyric with the line, well, here's another clue for you all. The walrus was Paul. So then people were like, oh, such Paul's thinking. <laughs> So. I don't. I don't think. I don't think I've ever rolled my eyes. I don't think I've ever rolled my eyes so many times <laughs> during one sitting of these as I have for this. I my eyes are starting to bloody hurt at this point. It's getting ridiculous. I just carry on. This is so stupid. Uh, so I think, because um, I think that one people. Well, he literally says, "Here's another clue for yours." So everyone was like, "Oh, this is." legitimate clue but knowing john lennon it was probably like a, oh if i say this everyone's about. gonna lose yeah. their mind <laughs> he was just messing with them Literally. it's so funny like to be fair like let's be real if you and i were like um musicians of sorts and obviously we wrote our own lyrics and whatnot 100 percent after hearing that nonsense i'd be like oh okay cool the next clue is <laughs> <laughs> like tess was buried here <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> honestly, I think they really did play into it because obviously they heard, was he- were hearing it and it was going. The rumor had been circulating a little bit for nearly two years, not obviously to this extent. And then when it got to 1969, everyone was losing their minds. I think mm-hmm. before even people were losing their minds, they were aware of it, and so they were kind of. I mean, we'll get into that later, but this is probably the most famous clue. It's on a track called Revolution Nine, and. Basically, it's just a, a piece of music, but no singing, and a man just says number nine, number nine. And when it's played backwards, it sounds like Turn Me On, Dead Man. So, <laughs> yeah, so again, playing backwards, they're obsessed. I would never have thought to play something backwards because I guess it's just not how my mind works, but they were all like, let's play everything backwards and just see what it says. I swear to you, it's it's exactly what we were saying just now. That if we had heard all this stuff, we just we just make music to mess with people at this point. Because then you know it's gonna sell. You know people are gonna be playing it back and forward. So like, why would you not just find something that says like the like the lyrics that you think you want that you want everyone to think that they're hearing, and then just be like, okay, I'm gonna play it backwards. What does that sound like? Oh, number nine. Okay, cool. And then just keep doing it. I would, I hundred percent would do it. I would do it for the shits and gigs, hundred <laughs> percent. I'd um, still sell everything. <laughs> see, honestly, um, the song also, the piece of music also includes the sound of a car crash and explosion, um, apparently as well. So then everyone was like, ah, oh, such. 
Another line, um, this is the last one I have about music lyrics, I should say, um, is from a, a Ringo song called Don't Pass Me By. Um, and apparently this lyric was referring to the accident. Um, this is the lyric. I'm sorry that I doubted you. I was so unfair. You were in a car crash and you lost your hair. <laughs> a real lyric. And everyone was like, oh, such. What did I tell you? They just, they just did it to a mess of people. Oh my God. That is the funniest thing. You know what? Hats off to them. I turned out of time would have done the same thing. <laughs> But let's be real, anybody would have done it too. Like, if you think that it's going to help to sell your records, but also, like, promote this idea just to get people to continue to be hooked on you, yeah, you're going to do it. It's such good publicity as well. They said, like, there's no such thing as, um, like, bad pub- bad publicity. It just it just is. Yes. So, T, we all would have done the same thing. And if you're listening to this thinking, oh, no, I wouldn't have. Shut up. Of course you would. <laughs> For money, you would. For money, you would. <laughs> so, moving on to clues, not just about the music. This is where the this is where the real shit comes in, guys. Album covers, <laughs> yes. So, <laughs> I'm already dying. Oh my god, this is brilliant. I absolutely love this one. <laughs> before I I forgot that before we get into album covers, many people have speculated that McCartney's ear shape has changed in countless images with photographs from as late as 2009 being cited as evidence of the swap. I can't find the said photos where they can point out how different his ears look, but sure, Jan. So, album covers. (laughs) I I just want to quickly say I hope that people know that like the shape of ears do low-key change a little bit with age in terms of gravity bringing like things down to the ground like the same could be said for boobs you know and like chins and yeah people's faces change quite a lot as they get older like not even like older older but like from when you're 18 to when you're 28 to when you're 40 like it does change as you get older anyway I feel like I need to look at a picture from when I was 18 to, to now and see, like, what the difference is. Literally. Because don't forget, when they were in their peak fame, the Beatles, they were early to mid-20s, like 22, 23, 24. And mm-hmm. they were still babies, right? So, of course, you're going to change appearance over the next decade, <laughs> few decades. Yeah. Anyway, so now album covers. So... Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band has probably got the most clues in the album covers. So the Sgt. Pepper album cover is suggested to be a funeral. If you haven't seen it and you don't know what it looks like, I'll put it on our Insta page. But basically, it's very iconic. They're all wearing um, colourful sergeant outfits i guess and they've got a whole heap of celebrity cutouts behind them of like famous people of the time is steph googling actually i'm googling it hold on i'm album cover right okay they have like the younger version of themselves yes next to them yes that's actually so funny (laughs) oh my god they are the most trolley band i've ever come across in my life i love this i have a newfound respect for it. Like, I respect them anyway, but even more so now. This is mad. Okay, carry on. Yeah, carry on. So, like, it's hard to to describe without 
if people don't know what it looks like or haven't seen it so please go and look google if you need to but so the idea was that people thought the cover looked like a funeral so the beatles are the pallbearers as they were um as they were all turned towards paul with him in the middle facing straight ahead the british comedian izzy bon had his hand open above paul's head signifying death and eastern mysticism can you see there's an mm-hmm. open palm over his head yeah, literally yeah. just like that. Yeah. Paul is the only member holding a black instrument. He's holding a clarinet, uh-huh. I think. Yeah. The bottom of the cover appears to be a freshly buried grave with flowers, which are supposed to symbolize McCartney's left-handed bass, and he was the only member who was left-handed. And those flowers supposedly also spell out Paul with a question mark, if you can look closely. I couldn't see it without someone drawing over it. But the base is supposed to look like the name Paul of a question mark. <laughs> Still struggling to see. I'm literally turning it in every direction. And I'm just like, I don't see it. I have to admit, I didn't see it until someone had literally drawn, drawn it over the top, which makes me feel like it doesn't look like it very much. Okay, like, okay, now I see it. When you said, you know, if you draw hmm. over it, I, I see it, but it's not like it's heavy loose, enough evidence. Right? Yeah. It doesn't look like anything significant. But again, it's like, it's playing on all this. Like, he's dead. Here's a whole bunch of other dead people. Right. And here's our dead image. And actually, yeah, that's a, that's a good one too. Here's what we look like before our image is now from then is dead. So, oh, you're picking that's up a more really clever. <laughs> you're creating more clues. <laughs> I'm creating more conspiracy theories. I, this is genuinely my favorite one. We haven't even finished. <laughs> and this is my favorite one. This is so funny. So, the other, there's more clues on that cover. The Hindu god Shiva, the destroyer, is pointing at Paul, apparently. She should be... Oh, at... she's right to the front. Yes. She's technically right in the middle of the album, along with, like, with the uh, the word Beatles. Is right in the middle. Like, she's literally right in the middle of everything. It's just placement. Uh, everything is in the middle. I don't think that bit is that deep. She, her hands are going to be up. But, like, she's also pointing towards, I'm not sure which one of the Beatles this is, but she's also, on the other side, she's also pointing towards another Beatle that isn't Paul McCartney, so. Mm, So the last clue on the front cover, apparently if you put a mirror down the centre of the Sgt. Pepper bass drum, you will get the phrase, one, one, X, I, X, he, die which many have interpreted as 11-9, he die, which is reference to the date of the accident, the 9th of November. No, sorry, that is just where I draw the line. It's, it's a no for me. It's just, it's literally just words. Like, it's not that deep. It genuinely is not that deep. <laughs> Dude, that one's a bit far-fetched. Also, who also that- came up with the idea of putting a mirror on something to see, like... The thing is, like, if you're looking for conspiracy theory clues, you will find them. Like, you'll... Even if it's just like, oh, I threw sand on the album cover and now, you know, like, the holes that are left um, point out all the people who have recently died and Paul McCartney was one of them. Like, if... Yeah. Like I said, if you're you're actively looking for clues, that's definitely going to be something that will pop up. Like you will find something. Also, they had so much time on their hands in 1969. Like, no internet. (laughs) What else are you going to do? Just put mirror up to stuff and listen to things backwards. Like, yeah. Literally. I'm also, like, failing to 
um, figure out who some of these people are on the album cover because yeah. <laughs> I, I just, aside from Marilyn Monroe, I have no idea. I think Charlie Chaplin might be in there for memory. I think it's like there's, I think he's right next to the guy with the palm. Oh, yeah. I think that's him. There's two people in bowler hats. I'm not particularly sure. But yeah. There you go. So with the same album, when you opened up the vinyl and it has like a center fold, on Paul's uniform, there is a badge and it's on his Mm -hmm. arm and it reads OPD, which people um, thought stood for officially pronounced dead. But it really came from the Ontario Provincial Police Department. <laughs> That's just so funny. Oh, I see it, yeah. Yes. And they thought then, that said officially pronounced dead. Doesn't um, the others have something similar? You just can't see it? It's just placement, I guess. Hmm. Yeah, you, you just can't see on the others because like it's either covered up or something is in the way. Or it's just bad angling. I think somebody else is wearing it too, yeah. So yeah. people need to calm down. Oh, that's not the end of this album. On the back. Of course it isn't. <laughs> of course it isn't. On the back of the album, on the original pressing featuring a picture of the band on the back, George Harrison is apparently pointing towards the previously mentioned lyrics Wednesday morning at five o'clock. So on the back of the original album, it had all the lyrics for all the songs printed on the back. Oh Oh my God. (laughs) Hold on. That one. Yes. So the original one, George Harrison's apparently pointing at the line Wednesday morning at five o'clock, which is supposed to be in reference to when McCartney died. I think that he is not pointing. He's holding onto his hat. That's an idea. But the reason people lost their minds is because in 1966, November 9th, which was supposedly the day he died, was actually a Wednesday. So then everyone was like, oh my God, he died on a Wednesday. These people, y'all, they were trolling you. You also notice on the back of the album, the only band member with the back with their back to us is Paul with the others facing forward. So a lot of people are like, why is, why is that? <laughs> because... They're trolling you, and it's so painful. It's <laughs> so funny. Low key at the same time. quirky, and they're like, "We're gonna do just random shit." They're also like twenty six yeah. or something. Like <laughs> literally... they were just messing with everyone, and also they just wanted to be yeah. They just wanted to be quirky. They were the, the Pixie Manic yeah. Dream Boys. <laughs> Honestly, so that is not everything from the Sgt. Pepper album. Um, of course it's but we'll move on to uh different ones so the next album is the magical mystery tour which showed the word beatles written in stars which if you held up a mirror to it apparently it gave you a number to a london mortuary oh god i just i can't even deal <laughs> if anybody's wondering why like i'm responding like this it's because i'm googling it as tess is talking yes yeah, sorry because okay. i know what it looks like <laughs> you know what it looks like i just want to i just want to disprove all these reference. theories so on the yeah. cover of the magical mystery tour paul is the only one in black he's the one at the bottom okay. in black with his arms outstretched now that is album he's supposed to be looking like a walrus yes i believe i'm the walrus was on that album <laughs> 
such trolls. Remember Cook, the walrus was Paul. <laughs> I know. That's the funny part. That is hilarious. Okay, I have a really, really good one here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A lot Go of on. people also said that the post, his pose um, signified a crucifix, which also <laughs> pointed to the fact that he was dead. Uh, I know, I know. Oh, I'm actually crying. Wow, how stupid this is. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, my God. If I if my windows could only open that a little bit more, I'd just jump out. It's just so stupid. We're not finished though, hun. We've already got so much more to go. Oh my god! We haven't even gotten to Abbey Road yet, sis. So let's finish with this one. So. This album, by the way, Magical Mystery Tour, it came with a booklet of photos, which also had a lot of clues. So, uh-huh. <laughs> I'm not going to mention all of them, but some of them showed McCartney without any shoes on, which apparently is a signifier of the dead in many cultures. We'll get back to that. In the same booklet, there is an image of Paul sitting at a desk with a sign in front of him saying, I was. So then another image shows Ringo on the drums and the drum head apparently saying, love the three Beatles, while next to it, the kit... Um, next to the kit are McCartney's boots covered in what appears to be bloodstains because in that photo McCartney is not wearing shoes. Building on that, another image of McCartney with a black flower in his lapel while the others all had red flowers. And apparently they confirmed they were all just coincidences. (laughs) And one final album cover... Oh, uh, not not final album cover. Before we go on to the actual other album, I'm sorry, I'm so distracted by you just losing your mind. <laughs> I just, I, I, like I said, I have a newfound respect for the Beatles because at twenty something years old, they decided to troll the entire world, and I just think that's beautiful. I I love them. Oh my god! If I ever got a chance to meet Paul McCartney, I'd be like, listen, I heard about the conspiracy theory and then what y'all did afterwards, and that was just ten out of ten. <laughs> Bless. So the last one before we get to Abbey Road, the Yellow Submarine had a cover, and apparently, not apparently, I, I I've seen it. There's another open palm hand over Paul's head. It's a cartoon oh uh, image. Yep, I see it. Yeah. <laughs> this is just so silly. It's actually so silly. Are you ready for Abbey Road though now? Like this is this is where oh it God. gets real. <laughs> right. I'm going to Wait, isn't that John Lennon ho- holding his open palm? Oh that is. Okay, well that's nice. Carry on. So, so... <laughs> the rumour mill quickly kicked up a notch after the Beatles album Abbey Road hit the shelves and the album's artwork didn't disappoint are we ready for this fish jelly lay it on me i want to (laughs) know so as well as the volkswagen number plate in the image reading lmw28if which somehow people turned into lmw being linda mccartney weeps and 28if referencing the age paul would have been if he had been alive 28 if it's just a random car. It literally just a random car. They had no it's control over what car. cars were in that street. So. I would absolutely scream at these people. <laughs> oh my god. But, I, this is so stupid. 
For many, it's bigger than that. For them, the shot represents a funeral procession with John Lennon dressed all in white as the priest, Ringo Starr in a black suit acting as an undertaker, McCartney being barefoot as many corpses would have been buried apparently, uh, with George Harrison following behind as a grave digger in all denim. Add to this that McCartney was also out of step with the group, walking with his eyes closed and holding a cigarette in his right hand when the real Paul was left-handed. Yeah, so on the back of Abbey Road, one more more, more clues <laughs> the back of the cover, there are a series of dots next to the words Beatles, and if joined together, it makes the number three, which then reads as three Beatles. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel so stressed out. <laughs> I feel so stressed out. This is so stupid. Mm. I can't. So the back of the cover. Yeah, it should have. A, it's basically like a brick wall, and it has mm-hmm. songs. And so next to the Beatles, there's like some dots, which I believe are just holes yep. in the wall. Apparently, if they join up, they make the number three. They could also make the letter B. <laughs> they could also just the be Domino's. <laughs> Domino's pizza. There could be pizza. There could be pepperoni on a wall. There could be so many things. Mm. That's just, this is so silly. This is so silly. So the fallout of all of this. So on the 21st of October, 1969, the Beatles press office again issued statements denying the rumor, deeming it a load of old rubbish and saying that the story has been circulating for about two years. We get letters from all sorts of nuts, but Paul is still very much with us. And on the 24th of October, BBC radio reporter Chris Drake was granted an interview with McCartney at his farm. McCartney said that the speculation was understandable, given that he normally did an interview a week to ensure ensure, ensure he remained in the news. Part of the interview was first broadcast on Radio 4 on the 26th of October and subsequently on WMCA in the US. According to the author John Wynne, McCartney had conceded to the interview in hopes that people hearing his voice would see the light, but that ploy failed. So, a reporter and photographer from Life magazine went to McCartney's farm where he and his family were staying. Obviously very annoyed with the intrusion, he swore at the pair, threw a bucket of water over them, and was captured on film uh, attempting to hit the photographer. Fearing that the photos would damage his image, McCartney then approached the pair and agreed to pose for a photo and his family with his family and answer the reporter's questions in exchange for the roll of film containing the offending pictures. The photo would, be cu- uh, would become the cover of the November issue of Life magazine and after the publication was released in November, the rumour started to lose traction and decline. People started to realise... Maybe that was really stupid. <laughs> so, in November 1969, Capitol Records sales managers reported a significant increase in sales of Beatles catalogue albums, basically thanking the rumour for doing that. The rumour benefited the commercial performance of Abbey Road in the US, where it comfortably outsold all of the band's previous albums. It was reported that the fans bought numerous copies of the albums as they would damage them when trying to play the songs backwards to hear the messages. And like it was perfect timing because obviously part of the reason why it became such a big thing in the US was that they were people were writing articles about Abbey Road, their new album, 
and then turning into this conspiracy with it. So it kind of came, that theory skyrocketed when that album came out. T. So the spread and interest of the theory could have been encouraged by the culture of America in the 1960s with theories spreading about the assassination of JFK. They had their own little conspiracy theory happening with that. The use of psychedelics and people trying to look for deeper meaning and messages in music. So partly maybe culture to blame for why it... Because it, it was a thing in, in England as well. People were talking about it. But it really became huge when Americans picked it up and started talking about it. And that is on this day... The Paul is Dead theory becomes international news. <laughs> Zoe, T? That was definitely my favourite one. <laughs> the, the, amount of, the amount of ridiculous theories that came out of it and the fact that people were actively looking for clues and guess what they found them? <laughs> because if you really, really want to find them, you'll find them. And then the Beatles just going... You know what? We're just going to troll everybody and just put clues in there and make it really, really obvious. And like literally the album cover of Sgt. Pepper is just it's just full of like funeral vibes. It's just so funny. Oh, my God. <laughs> the man is very much alive for everybody who is listening and thinks, oh, maybe that's all true. No, no, no. He's alive. He's alive. We can all vouch that he's still alive. He's still alive. He posted on Twitter three hours ago twitter <laughs> instagram three hours ago i'm pretty sure if you also if like i forgot to mention before but if you went up to someone's house uninvited and tried to get like a picture or something of them t of course they're going to be upset and they're going to try and throw water on you and just chase you out of their property because yes. why are you going to go and disturb somebody so yeah and for that i don't think paul should have to be like oh i'm gonna make nice and do a photo otherwise it'll damage my my look what you look that you're a private person you just want to keep it that way because these people are trying to get onto your property hmm. <laughs> i mean i would let that just go out there Dang. because why are you coming into my house uninvited like you literally are trying attempting to break the law by trespass trespassing onto my property but because i'm famous i'm gonna try and be nice now nah, man straight to jail well it's like the mentality of people seem to think that if you are any kind of celebrity then you should just accept it because they're like, well, that's that's what you get when you're famous. You get no privacy anymore. And it's like, well, that's not true. And like, why do yeah, you need to know ask. this stuff? Like, why? Yeah. I mean, I'm a nosy person, but I don't need to know everyone's business. I respect people's privacy. <laughs> and I don't, <laughs> I don't condone the fact that being chased 24-7. It's like, I don't find that interesting. I don't know why people... Honestly, I don't know why paparazzi is still a thing today because it's like, I honestly don't care who went to a supermarket in a baseball hat and shorts. I do not care. And I don't know why people yeah. seem to care so much. Because they have nothing better to do with themselves. They're like actively trying to find like something that is an underlying clue to what these people are really doing. Like, oh, you're telling me Penn Badgley wore a hat and he went into Tesco? He must be stalking someone then, <laughs> considering he was on you. Oh my God starting our own conspiracy theories but <laughs> Pam Bashley. but anyways that doesn't matter but um yeah like like people's private lives and their business is their own thing it's the actual work that you're interested in seeing it's like George Clooney being shown ice in Ticket to Paradise or whatever I want to see his work it's um I don't know Adele singing a such nice song because she has a lovely voice like I'm interested in that 
not like if she went out last night and completely forgot she was a celebrity and was like why do people know i'm here (laughs) also if adele is ever listening i'm so sorry that was not an accurate representation of your accent i apologize but i had to think of you on the fly um amazing imagine if she actually is listening and she's like i don't sound like that I mean, you could do a better one than I can. I'm awful with accents. I can't even. You've been here for years and you still, I still can't. You still don't know the accent. <laughs> I can't do it. I'm not. I'm not versed with accents. I can. I barely have a functioning Australian accent. Accent as it is. So like, you know. <laughs> well, I hope you enjoyed something a bit different. You know, conspiracy theory land. I, it's a conspiracy oh theory that I can tolerate and get behind because. It's kind of harmless. Like, if you believe it, then fine, sure, Jan. But, like, it's not going to, you know, be something where I'm going to pull my hair out and be like, I don't understand how you can be like this. Because I also just think it's kind of amusing that people manage to find these things. And they're low-key creative. Like, obviously, like, I couldn't find most of these things on my own. Like, (laughs) No, I mean, that was was brilliant. That was so interesting, the things that people come up with just to be like, I'm right. It's like, are you though? It's like, okay, like, sure. Okay. Sure, Jen. Whatever will make you happy and not like send you to the crazy house or anything. <laughs> but um yeah, no, that was that was genuinely entertaining. I didn't mention it in this because we would have been here for ages. There was like I found a website that had like counters, like rebuttals to the clues, and obviously the majority of them are it's just a coincidence but like for example the sergeant pepper cover they had like 20 different options and they all had different instruments all in different positions all different and the one they landed on was just the best visually to put on an mm-hmm. album so there's different rebuttals of like you know there's a reason why it ended up like this and most of the time it's just a coincidence so i just wanted to put that out there <laughs> also you know? my theory oh yes is they were trolling you guys <laughs> They just heard all this stuff, thought it's ridiculous, and then went, you know what? I think we can make money from this. Because 10 out of 10, any of us would have done that. I 100% would have done that. If I had mm-hmm. some sort of stupid conspiracy theory that, oh, I'm actually like a lizard or whatever, sure, my next <laughs> album cover is going to be me as a salamander. <laughs> like, you're going to hear about it. Oh my gosh, amazing. Exactly. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> I also forgot to mention, I said at the start that there's something I'm really interested in, and I have to confess... I am a bit of a Beatles fan and I have been for a very long time. I discovered them when I was about oh, 11 or 12 and all my teenage years I was obsessed. I literally did not listen to like new music. I listened to only the Beatles and I knew way too much information and useless information about the Beatles. So this was something <laughs> I've known for years because obviously it's just something that you know you discover when you're a bit of a fan of something and I just always thought it was hilarious. But yeah, I thought it was something a bit different, uh, and it's very. I think it's a bit interesting. But I wanted to. I think that was genuinely brilliant. Like (laughs) I've never like laugh cried through a podcast before, and like I just fully stopped to cry in the middle of it because it was so like not out of sadness, but because it was so funny and ridiculous, and like there was no other reaction I could give. Honestly, it's a bit crazy. So, um, in saying that though, if you are a bit clueless about what we just talked about. I will try and put all the album covers on the Insta so you can see for yourself. Um, otherwise, Google's your best friend. YouTube's your best friend. It's all on there, literally. There's heaps of information. There's videos about it. Um, so, yeah, if you're interested in learning more or seeing 
it visually for yourself go and be so nice it's all out there (laughs) also like y'all wouldn't know this but obviously before you and i started i asked you if there if anyone had died in this and you went well i was like okay maybe no one's died well technically no No, one died no one died i thought i wanted to say that and i was like no that that might give it away (laughs) technically no death um are you a Beatles piece at all? Have you got a favourite song or anything? Um, well, funny you should say that. On my uh, Spotify like weekly, you know, where it just changes and it's just, like introducing new music to me, um, The Walrus <laughs> popped up. So I was like listening to it and it was like, um, and it was like, I am the walrus. And I was like, what? because <laughs> i was cleaning so i don't i don't check the music unless i'm like oh yeah that's interesting i'm gonna save it and then he was like i am the walrus and i was like uh what is this and i had a look so i think actually the walrus is probably my favorite one because it just sounds ridiculous but ironically i didn't actually grow up on the beatles or anything i think it was probably more um like if we're gonna go for like an older legend um most likely elton john hmm. and um my favorite song from him is i'm still standing because oh, yes. there's so do you good. know the lyric so good. it's just so funny and this is like such a good one but the lyric that goes if our love was just a circus you'd be a clown by, by now, now. I, was like, yes. <laughs> Burn! Honestly, I love that one i t- i i've actually seen elton john next year i'm so excited <laughs> he's finally <laughs> coming to australia um but Ti, I'm the walrus. That's hilarious. Well, like, did you ever see Yesterday, the movie that came out? Yes, yes, I watched it. As you were talking, all I could see was Yesterday and him like trying to, not trying, but like successfully creating mm. this music that no one like could remember. And um, when Ed Sheeran got involved yeah. and he changed Hey Jude to Hey Dude, dude and I thought, no, 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 no. Sorry, dude, no, 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 no. <laughs> That is not that is not good. That is not good. Put it back. <laughs> Put it back. Have you have you also seen Across the Universe? No, I haven't. It's so trippy and low key weird, but it's got Jim Sturges, Evan Rachel Wood. Rachel, yeah, mm-hmm. Evan Rachel. I, sometimes they get her name mixed up and go Rachel Evan Wood, Evan Rachel Wood. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Eddie Izzard's in it too, um, and it's basically like a Beatles musical, and it's set in like the vietnam era and this english boy goes to america and falls in love with an american girl it's a bit psychedelic but it's the music's nice <laughs> i mean we love some psychedelic like d- yeah it i'm not gonna say anything about drugs so i'll just leave it at that <laughs> i will finish by uh quickly saying some of my favorite pieces i hope i won't take too long <laughs> um but i think some of my favorite songs quick shout out um Oh, now I'm blanking. But Sergeant Pepper from Sergeant Pepper, she's leaving home. It's so sad and it's so beautiful. Listen to that one. It's like a string piece and it's oh, it's hauntingly beautiful. I love it. Eleanor Rigby. I mean, everyone knows Eleanor Rigby. It's iconic. Again, strings. Some of it, I think Rubber Soul is, is an album. Probably one of my favorite albums. Revolver's one of my favorite albums. Sergeant Pepper's one of my favorite albums. Anything on there, I really, really like. So if you're like, where should I start? They're pretty good albums, I say. I say. Um... While My Guitar Gently Weeps, George Harrison's song on the White Album is, again, amazing. And there was actually a cover for Cubo and the Two Strings, the animation. Um, Regina Spector, I think, did a cover for it. And it's also 
gorgeous. So there's so many amazing songs, apart from the real famous ones like Hey Jude, Come Together, Hard Days and I, all that stuff. But um, if anyone wants <laughs> some beetle tea and like recommendations, hit me up. I know way too much and I'll be happy to give some <laughs> recommendations. Um, they also did movies. They did two successful movies. <laughs> the others, maybe not so much, but Hard Day's Night and Help they did, which are low-key awkward and hilarious and very much in the strain of just being trolly, hilarious people, boys. They were boys. <laughs> like, you know, they were kids. Um, and I just want to quickly shout out one last song and then I'll finish, I promise. Um, there's a song on Rubber Soul called Run For Your Life. And it is one of the creepiest, ridiculous songs, but it's so upbeat and happy that I love how ironic it is. And there's lyrics in it. Well, there was lyrics. So the first verse is, I'd rather see you dead, little girl, than to be with another man. You better keep your head, little girl, or you won't know where I am. You better run for your life while you can, little girl. Hide your head in the sand, little girl. Catch you with another man. That's the end little girl <laughs> that's the beginning of the song i know i made a conspiracy theory about this <laughs> well this came out in 65 i think so it was before Who cares? before like, paul died <laughs> that's paul died yes <laughs> that's so creepy but when you listen to it it's like upbeat and like a rock song and he's like yeah run for your life and you're like oh my god that's probably similar to the um, pumped up kicks. Yeah, you know how it's like the shootings, you know all yes. the other. Yeah, you better run, better run faster than my bullets. Like, yes. Oh. So we've gone on for long enough. But if you take any way anything away from this, um, go and listen to some Beatles. I guess. <laughs> Is this yeah, my way of convincing people to go and listen to the Beatles again? <laughs> Do you work for the Beatles? By Am I chance? being paid by the Beatles? <laughs> Wait, are you being paid by Paul McCartney? No, nah, never. I mean, <laughs> could you imagine? That would be hilarious. He doesn't need me to promote his stuff. <laughs> <laughs> this man is doing handstands like near yeah, his dog in front cool. of the TV. I he's don't, good. He's, I think he's all right. He's, he's doing well. Anyway, um, like I've said a million times, but I'll say it one more time. You can go and follow us on Insta, especially for today, if you want to see some of those references that we talked about. Um, come and say hi if you want to leave your favourite Beatles song album or any cool fact I'd love to hear it I love to hear um, and I hope you enjoyed this slightly different episode and I hope you learnt something a bit new I hope uh, it was interesting and oh god was that interesting <laughs> that was brilliant I remember remember I said that Bonnie and Clyde is probably my favourite one mm. and now this is my favourite one because oh, it's amazing. just ridiculous it's ridiculous yeah. but it, it's it's legendary like yeah Bonnie and Clyde so nice whatever they died but like Paul, but Paul he did, did not die he did not die <laughs> he did not die so that was brilliant it's just the conspiracy theories I can't get over it like it's amazing the, the uh it's so funny it's just so funny I I can't even I just can't even but it's brilliant my favorite one I love this <laughs> my favorite one so far it's, it has replaced Bonnie and Clyde oh well that's good to hear also our Instagram handle it's at t-shot podcast oh look at steph doing my work for me (laughs) considering you write all of these i think i should do at least something (laughs) make sure i say the right things about social media because i know nothing about social media i'm such a beast with social media anyway so thank you all for listening i hope you learned something 
hope you enjoyed the conspiracy. Maybe we should do... I mean, I said maybe we should do some more conspiracy stuff, but I feel like some of it's going to annoy me. So we'll we'll see. We'll see how we go. But in the meantime, I've been Tess. I've been Steph. And we've been stunning. Yeah, We always are. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) All right. Well, thanks everyone for listening and hope to catch you next time. Bye-bye. Bye.